Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. I am your host, Shola. Thank you for joining me again. Um, today is a glorious Sunday, um, and I hope that it will be a wonderful one for you and I, in the name of Jesus. I pray that um, the power and the presence of God will be tangible in our hearts, in our minds, and in our lives, and that God will give us a new reason, a fresh reason to love Him anew, to know Him anew, to experience Him anew, and that the days ahead of us will be one of praise, of thanksgiving, of hope, and of unspeakable and unsearchable joy, in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. So, um, today's episode is titled, The Lord is Good. The Lord is good, and again, this morning is one of those mornings that I woke up with a song. I think the key to waking up with a song is making sure you like hum and listen to some the night before. But anyway, I woke up with a song. Um, one of my recent discoveries by Ma- Maverick City. The song is called um, "Keep Keep On Getting Better." It's talking about God keeps on getting better. But there's a verse that keeps on saying, "You are good in the morning. You are good in the evening. You are good. You know, in the in the, in the afternoon, you are good." And that so. I just woke up home in that song, so I said, well, maybe I should really talk about the fact that the Lord is good, and what that means, you know, to a whole lot of us, um, so yeah, title of today's episode is The Lord is Good. Yes, so, um, the title, The Lord is Good. And my headline scripture is, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. So that's Psalm 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. And I, I think, you know, for every episode, I always try to give a bit of inspiration and backstory as to why this is amusing for me personally. I think, when I think of that statement, the Lord is good... You know, there's songs that talk about the Lord is good. And so, you know, in faith circles, we have this thing where you say, people say the Lord is good, and then you reply all the time, you know, all the time for me. You know, it's a declaration, it's a thing that is very commonly said in faith circles. And I think in terms of the way I see it, my own personal reflections and all that, I think that it is easy to say that the Lord is good when things seem to be going on well in our lives I think the challenge is to be able to say that the Lord is good in those moments when things are not going well at all in fact in those days that are dark that feel hopeless that just feel like there is no way out the ability to be able to see and say and believe that the Lord is good in those moments is what I would call faith and trust in God. And as well as knowledge, I, I think, well, trust, I think we could just about capture that. So we see a lot of scripture that I didn't want to go into so many because I think in previous podcasts I've made the mistake of researching so many scriptures that I'm racing through them like, you know. But sometimes I think it's important to do that as well so that people will know that there are a lot of scriptures. But today I just said that I will only look at a few and I will just leave it at that and leave it to us to then on our own 
go and research more into the goodness of God. But there's so many scriptures, and you know, people like a lot of people who don't believe in God, they keep asking if God is really good, why do bad things happen? Which is why when you say the Lord is good, it sounds very contrary to people in this natural world. And the reason, before we go into scriptures, my own musing on this is that the God, Lord's goodness has nothing to do with physical and natural situations and circumstances. I mean, that is just something that I think we all need to get to a place that we understand that. And I think in my personal journey, I think it took me a while to fully understand that. I, I It was one of the things, and I think what I think has helped me as a Christian, and I think really helped a lot of people as well, but what has been helpful to me is not shying away from the difficult questions, you know. Those questions that Ninga, I want to understand it. You know, so I go to God with this, I research on it, I look at what have other scholars said, how you know, I try to make sense of it because it's important for me to understand. You know, I'm I'm not I mean, I think generally in my life that's the way I, I you know, I have to understand it. Yeah, and it must make sense to me on some level. You know, not it doesn't have to be logical, but you know, either through my spirit, God giving me the revelation, it, it, there has to be a way in which it has meaning to me. And I, I think in the last, I would say, 10 years thereabouts, I started realizing, and I think I knew it a little bit even from my early years with him, maybe lost that understanding as time goes on. I just realized that God is just good. He's good. And I think the scriptures will explain it better. Let me not try and explain what the Bible has already explained in, in, in his own words. So Psalm 107 verse 8 says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Okay, so good. So there's the goodness of God that we can see from the things that God has created in the world that we live in. I mean, there's the air we breathe, the oxygen, the, the fact that he's given enough resources, all the food that we eat, everything that is on this earth is what we met here, that God puts the seeds and the fruits for us to begin to reproduce and multiply. None of it, even the one that they call genetically modified, they are modified from something that was created by God. And of course, the, the, the elements, the clouds, the, the, the seas, everything that he's, he's, he's given, animals, the entire creation really, and you know, is, is part of his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men, apart from other things. But yeah, we can use the natural things to understand the spiritual goodness of God. So Psalm 135 verse 3 says, Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. So this just says that, the only, I mean, if you're looking for a reason to praise the Lord, I mean, the fact that he's good is just more than enough. And we will talk a lot more about the goodness of God. And I think what was really caught my attention was, I remember there was a scripture where, you know, a, a man came to Jesus and he called him good master. What should I do to inherit eternal, eternal life? And Jesus said, why are you calling me good? There's only one that is good, and that is God the Father. That was, you know, I, 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 was, I, I thought that was really strange. But then, what I think what that means is that he's saying that the person that is known with that name good, in fact, when you look at the good, the good God, it's the, you know, that the God as goodness is in, inherent and intrinsic to his nature, you know, and that that is what makes him God. So Lamentations 3 verse 25 says, The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. So I, what the scripture, I think, I believe is saying, is, and the way I see it is, or the way it comes to me, and, you know, my sort of my, my spirit receives it, is that, it is those people that wait, as in those people that hang around, that meditate, that reflect, that that wait in his presence, that are able to see the goodness of the Lord. And it is those that seek him 
that will find it. Because it's not apparent. Honestly, if you're living in this flawed world, clearly it is the goodness of the Lord is not apparent. Because if it was, everybody will receive it. Everybody will partake of it. Everybody will experience it. But not everyone is experiencing it. In fact, only a few people have the revelation in a physical, spiritual, and natural sense of the goodness of God. Or have an, even had an encounter with the goodness of God or even God himself. Because it's, and, and this Lamentations 3 explains, see, it is only those that wait upon him and the soul that seeks after the goodness of God that will find it. I think this is important for us as Christians as well. So what it means that the goodness of God is part of his nature. So you cannot access that nature in a flood. And when I say flood, I keep on using, I don't think I pronounce it, but F-L-A-W-E-D, flood, as in, you know, an imperfect world as this world is, corrupt world actually. It is not, it's not something that's just lying on the ground waiting for you to see. You, you have to go out of the context of this world into the context of God. And, you know, that is where we can actually see that goodness. And sometimes God also shows that goodness, you know, in, in his own, you know, divine and brings it out unilaterally even without us trying. But then, yeah, that is, that, that, that doesn't happen too often. But we, we, we can also take the, 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 the step to actually access the goodness of God, which is what the scripture is saying. So now 1 verse 7 says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. I like this one. I like this one because there are a lot of scriptures that this is a very spiritual principle. The Lord is good, and he's a stronghold in the day of trouble. I, I like it because it's telling you that it's not as if that he, his goodness will prevent the day of trouble from coming. I think that's the important thing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing that out for me to say clearly. His goodness will not prevent the day of trouble, but he will provide a stronghold. In other words, imagine somebody who is on a ship that is about to sink. You are looking for something to grab onto so that you don't go under. You see that thing that you are able to grab onto that keeps you afloat in the raging sea? That is the Lord. So yes, the ship may be sinking, you know, it may even catapult into pieces, splinters of wood all over the place, but you won't go under. The way the seas may be raging and raging and turmoiling and shouting, you will not go under until help comes and you survive. Or even the water itself will carry you to the shore. You will come out and be wondering, how did I escape that? That is how the goodness of God is. And the Bible says, he knoweth them that trust in him. So it is people that trust in God that will experience this James 1 verse 17 says every good and perfect gift come from above from the father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning yes so God again he's good and he does good things now where I'm going to land this finally two scriptures very awesome like I said I have not written too many today Romans 8 verse 22 says and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called, even according to his purpose. This one means that, I like this, this is, this is, oh, this is precious. All things work together for good to them that love God. So first of all, number one criteria, if you love God, anything that happens in your life, God will ensure that it works together. You know what works together means? As in two of them are aligned, integrated, they are consolidated, working together for my good. It says to them who are called according to his purpose, yes. And he goes on to say, him that are called, they are predestinated, he has foreknown us, so many things. Because God at the end of the day has an ultimate purpose and a higher purpose for all of us. But what it means, that all things, he did not say good things work together for the good. So you should know that some of the things that will happen, 
they will be some will be good some will be not so good some will be less than good some will be the opposite of good but wherever whatever it is they are wherever on the spectrum of good to not so good less than good opposite of good wherever on the spectrum they are god will ensure that it works together for our ultimate good to them who are called according to his purpose and i think the important thing for us as christians is to realize that it doesn't all end there god takes an eternal view of things an eternal view so even in many of the things that may look like temporary setbacks may be very very painful and sorrowful setbacks in the scheme of things where god is looking at from his perspective it is not a setback at all and i think it is part of our spiritual journey to get to the place where we begin to see things the way that god sees it and psalm 27 my last scripture here is when our dear david the psalmist who saw before ahead of his time and you know really inspiring man of, of, of faith and a prophet of god he says i had fainted unless i had believed to see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living yeah because it takes faith to see and understand the goodness of god even in the face of physically contrary situations said yes i would have fainted oh unless i had gathered myself and built my faith enough for me to see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living and the seeing of the goodness of the lord there's the physical there's spiritual seeing before even the physical seeing and I think actually what is actually more important is even that spiritual scene. Because the physical scene may also be temporal, but the spiritual scene, that one does not change. And that's where the peace of God, which passes all understanding, takes absolute hold. Where you are able to be calm in the midst of a storm, regardless of what hap- happens. The parable of the man who built his house upon the solid rock. Uh-uh, the winds came home, the storm blew. But the house did not go down. Thank the Lord because He is good and His mercies endureth forever. Thank you for listening.